Welcome to another episode of the Life Adventurous Podcast. I'm Jenny Holly, your host, and I cannot believe that this series is coming to an end. It has been such a journey as we've worked on the root chakra all the way up to the crown chakra. We've had so many amazing guests, and if this is the first episode that you're listening to, you definitely want to go back through the series and go back to the previous episodes, you know, listen to the ones that catch your attention, listen to all of them, really go on this journey because even myself, I've had so much transformation throughout this journey as I've learned and I would expect that the same would happen for you and you would get exactly what you need. And so as we close up the crown chakra, we have our final guest of the series and I'm so excited to bring her on. She is actually our friend and our own intuitive business coach and I've known her for quite some time and her name is Emily Rivera. She's the angel coach and she's a leading expert in helping intuitive children and adults find clarity and confidence about their heightened abilities and how to use them. So with Emily, she is such a wealth of information. She's worked all over the world. She's an author, international speaker. She's a thought leader. She's worked on books, publications. She's clairvoyant, healing, She's been on TV networks. I mean, she's got it all. So you guys, this is the perfect guest to round out the series. So welcome to the show, Emily. And I want you to share a little bit more about yourself and you have to share something fun. Mm. (laughs) Fun. So I am, by the way, thank you for that beautiful introduction and very grateful to be here. So something fun. I like to claim that, yes, I'm an angel. I say I'm an angel, but I'm also a unicorn. (laughs) So I like to, uh, and the reason I say it like that, I just like to view life from a rainbow lens and I'm very much, very childlike, very playful. And I feel like every day I'm blessed with the opportunity to see how to laugh more, how to play more, how to engage more outside the outside the normal. Um, so I would say that that's something that's different or interesting or fun or silly about me. <laughs> oh, I love that. Now share a little bit more about yourself and your story and, and to, you know, how the crown chakra, what it means to you. So I've been, I mean, I've been intuitive all my life and this is where I feel like it's a paradox because I feel like all of us are highly intuitive. It's whether or not our conscious mind can perceive it, receive it, and really respond to it. But I've been highly intuitive since I was little. I've been getting visited by angels, masters, and different divine manifestations since little. And since young, I've been getting guidance on how to help people, how to support people in whatever way that I can. And it's varied in many ways, um, I mean, I've helped people since little about relationships, about their physical ailments, about mental stuff going on, including energies and, and a lot of different aspects. So it's been part of my journey since young. And I have to say, I am still perfecting, <laughs> perfecting the whole process because I feel like that's part of the gift of being alive. You know, we're constantly evolving to our next best version. So I've been doing that since young and um, I've been blessed with three wonderful children who've better perfect, helped me perfect um, my skills as a mother, as a leader, but most importantly, how to just be more present with my own intuition so that I can respond beyond where they're able to communicate their needs. So that's a little bit of my backstory or my, my history, I would say. And the crown chakra, you know, it's really interesting because Um, A lot of people have asked me, they're like, oh, you must see the chakras in this way, you know, and the chakras and things like that. Um, But I've come to learn about the chakras a little differently for those of you who may not be familiar with me, which I'll go ahead and speak to that in that way, is that it's been very clearly taught to me by the angels and the masters and the divine manifestations, not to read, like not to take time to research or read, but to let life be my teacher, to let experiences be my teacher, let them be my teacher. So I can always stay open and available to seeing the truth behind certain labels or even some expectations that sometimes get placed upon things or ideas that may not reflect all the totality, right? All the possibilities. But the first time that I started hearing about these energies was actually, you know, I don't know exactly the age, but they would talk to me about the energy, the energy that was contained within us. And they would show me what would look to me like sacred symbols. 
And then when I started teaching more with retreats and coaching and things like that, that's when they started giving me a little more understanding of what we call or what people identify as chakras. And I would see colors and symbols and they would show me how these energy centers or these centers, they would call them centers, were had thank you and i'm audibly hearing so when you hear me say thank you by the way it's because i'm audibly hearing guidance but they're they're centers that help us to integrate all parts of ourselves is what i'm audibly hearing so in so many different ways these centers help us to better embody the both the aspects of who we are right so that we're spiritual we're soul we're energy as much as we're humans right we're in this human physical reality in this human physical body And these centers help us to integrate, right? Help us to be more in the fluidity and the ease that is meant to be experienced within these two aspects of ourselves. So for me, the crown chakra, the way that it's been shown to me, or at least using that languaging with the chakra, but the way that I've seen this energy center, it's kind of looks like a, and I'm trying to give it language, but sometimes to me, the way it looks, it looks like a portal, like a a funnel. Thank you. I'm being corrected. Like a funnel that kind of is on top of the crown, top of the head for people. And it looks like a big funnel and the funnel is very open on the top. And then it kind of, it kind of like pours itself into, into the head. But what I see from that perspective or what they've shown me is that even though in our call today and during our time together, I'm going to talk about things that can block it. It's more about the human mind may feel blocked from receiving what's already in flow. But I've never seen this center itself be closed off or pinched off. What I do see is humans, our ability to consciously understand what's being received from the center can happen depending on what we're going through. Um, So the crown chakra itself for me represents that area or that energy center in which we, thank you. And what they're audibly saying, it's, it's the area in which we always remain open is how they want me to describe it. It's like the space in the area of the center that we're always open that allows us to understand that we're always a constant receiver of that light. Yeah. I love, I love that way that you put that. And, you know, as we've had these conversations, what I've always thought the crown chakra to be is that it's like this connection to guides, your higher self, consciousness, intuitiveness, et cetera. I feel like the way that you put it is just a simpler way of looking at it instead of like labeling all the things that it connects you to. It's just like a simpler aspect. And when you also said you've never experienced it closed off, I mean, I I would like you to speak into that a little bit more and what that means. So like, how do you know it's blocked? How do you know it's closed? Is it closed? Is it ever really closed? Like, what does that mean from an energetic standpoint? So, I mean, I'll speak to it from my perspective. And then of course, make sure that I'm staying open and receiving guidance on how to best answer that. But um, I think that's part of our illusion as humans. So I'm going to start there. It's like we have this idea or illusion that we can in any way sever ourselves from that which we are from, right? It's like we can sever ourselves from what we really are. It's kind of like, you know, you can't sever yourself from who you really are. So just going to start the conversation there, right? It's that in so many ways, we can't be or undo what we already are. It's like, it's who we are, which is light, love, energy, and this vibration of, of infinite flow. And the way that I see the center is that it's, it's that that space as well as the heart center, by the way, but it's that place in which we have this constant accessibility and receptivity to, to the insights, the input, the awareness, and the, and I'm audibly hearing the word light, um, the light that really is pouring itself through our bodies at all times. Right. So it's kind thank you. It's, it's where the infinite self meets the human self is how they want me to describe it. And the reason that they want me to describe it that way is because that's the point of access that if we want to use the logical mind that we can step into and really being receivers of that clarity of understanding of like accessing higher consciousness, right? Access, accessing that higher understanding in which the divine, that's what we call God, divine universe expresses itself through. You know, the thing that came up when you were, when you were sharing that And I'm really curious because as we've gone through the series, I love the perspective that you bring is one thing that has come up a lot throughout the series is that in order for the crown chakra to be open, that the rest of the chakras in the body, like the root, a lot of people have talked about the triangle, the three at the at the base of our body, those have to be secure. And then everything just kind of opens up more as you go up. A lot of people have spoke to it's better to work from like bottom up versus top down. 
when you're working with your chakras. But also too, I recognize that you're, you're saying, okay, you know, it's not, I haven't like studied these things. I've learned this based on my experience and what my guides have shared. So I'm just curious what your take is or what the guidance is on that. You know, when we are working, we're looking to align our energies. Is there a connection to where we should start or? So that's a great question. And it's one of those things that I think it's very important. So I want to start by saying that it's important for everyone who's listening to be very mindful in deciding, okay, what is going to resonate with me and what isn't? Because, you know, we need to identify that we're all very unique in how we perceive and receive guidance. Um, And there's really not one right or wrong way. And depending on who you are, your history, your expectations, what honors you, what is required from you is really where you should lead and where you should step into and also who you're wanting to become and, and go from there. So just want to start there. My hallucination and my experience of things is that it's not about working on the bottom to be able to open up the rest, nor working on the top to be able to open up the rest. I think that in so many ways, there is this union within all the centers, there's this uniqueness within each center, but there's also a union that takes place. So the reality is, is that one does feed into the other, but understanding too, that there's aspects and qualities within each, each center that's interdependent, meaning like it's not dependent on the other center for it to thrive, for it to move, for it to be access, accessible. I've seen people who've had the the crown chakra very, very open. And that's happened to me a lot (laughs) where my crown, you know, it's like my upper chakras are open, but I'm not grounded. Right. So integrating and implementing in the physical, I may have some challenges because I'm not rooted. So I've had that happen where my lower chakras are not as receptive as my upper chakras, but it doesn't mean that I can't succeed and function and still receive guidance. It's just the accessibility to bring more into the physical becomes a little more challenging. And I feel again, from my experience, and I've never met anybody yet who has had this crown chakra closed, but I've met plenty of people who in their consciousness are blocking themselves from fully perceiving what this chakra can deliver. And I'll say it like that. Because I feel like for me, um, thank you. And what I'm audibly hearing is like for you to imagine the crown chakra, like a fountain of receptivity that can't be shut off, right? It's like the fountain of light, the light itself, the source itself. It's like this continuous fountain of light that floats through us. um, And that can never be stopped. And even when we die, when we leave these physical bodies, we become part of that fountain. We become part of the flow in a different way. So it's not even shut off then. It's just really about our own consciousness and accessibility to perceive what's being experienced in that, in that area. So I don't know if I'm answering your question fully, Jenny. Um, so I apologize, but when you were saying like, where do you start? I think, you know, sometimes people get, and this is my hallucination. It's like, we get too caught up with rules and expectations instead of just taking the time to show up and feed and begin where we're most open. So for me, I recognize that I feel like I'm most open in my chakra and in my heart. So if I'm going to do any work with my centers, I start there um, because those are the most open for me, the ones that I, I feel are the most accessible. And then I use that love, that light, that intention to help me open up even more any other area that needs to be supported. So for people, what I would suggest is start where you are the most open or receptive And if you've been doing this wonderful series of Jenny, um, you can identify, oh yeah, I feel like I am open here based on what I've heard from the center and from this area. So let me start here. And then from there, let that be the gift that supports the rest of the flow for all these centers to become available and open to their optimal potential. Mm -hmm. I love that because as, as I was like thinking about what you were saying in this whole series, you know, some of us, especially a lot of the the people who listen to this podcast are A-type entrepreneurs or A-type people who are like, exactly like you said, like, give me the formula, give me the sequence, give me the the thing that I need to do. Tell me A, A to Z. What I'm finding with this journey and exactly what you said, we're all coming in at different points and we're all connecting to different things that resonate with us because I could listen to this whole series and a lot of things are going to resonate with me differently than someone else who listens to the whole series based on where we're at in life. And one of the things that really stuck out to me that you just said was that it's our consciousness that's actually blocking that crown chakra. 
and the way we perceive and what what we're thinking consciously. I'd love you to go into that a little bit more because I believe that it it ties into what we're talking about here with A-type entrepreneurs who sometimes can be a little bit rigid in their thinking or their way. And you're kind of like, I don't know, to me, the way I perceive that was like, okay, well, my rigidity could be blocking it or the way that I'm doing things could be blocking it when there's already a flow there, like you said. Well, and, and just a quick, so I do, I'm actually, at, I'm going to ask you to repeat your question, but because I'm audibly hearing something, I'm going to speak to that and then I ask you to repeat your question. Um, so just a quick example for those who need like a strategy. This is just a quick example. It doesn't apply for everybody. <clears throat> so for example, let's say you're, you're running your business and you're getting ideas, you're working on your business and you know, it could be that your your first or second chakra are probably a little more open, or you feel really comfortable, right? There's a part of you that feels very grounded and comfortable, and you're clear on certain things with your doing, right? I got things mapped out. And so you're probably your your sacral and those those that second or third chakra are probably a little more open or in movement, let's say, than all the other chakras. So you can start there, right? Whether it's in meditation or because you're moving your body. And that's another way to connect with your center is just start moving your body and connecting to that that second or third chakra or even that first chakra. And you're, you're connecting to that, right? And you let your mind, use your human mind to engage like, okay, I've got this planned out. I'm working on this. I feel confidence in this. And just let your mind go there. And then from there, you move into gratitude. What am I grateful for? So then very clearly and easily, that's how you engage your conscious mind to move into your heart center. And then as you're moving into that and just being in the gratitude, being in the, the energy of that, the intention of that, or even in the presence of that, then you can move into like, I'm here for a bigger purpose. I'm here for a bigger, from a greater wisdom. There's a part of me, there is, and all of us know this deep down inside, there's a bigger part of me that has things figured out, right? There's a bigger part of me that is orchestrating things that my human mind can't figure out at times. So it's just going into the thought and the visualization of that, or just even the thought alone will bring you into that crown chakra and then holding yourself in that space in which you're like excessive, it's as if you're taking in the moment by visualizing or with your thoughts or with your conversations is that you're just acknowledging the light that's flowing through your body and that you're even just acknowledging with your thoughts and your, your mind, or even just your languaging that I am present to feeling the light that's running through me. I am one with source. I'm one with light. I'm one with the universe. I'm one with oneness, right? It's like just having that conversation, that visualization, it's just a way to get you to that crown chakra. And again, so it doesn't mean that it needs to be overcomplicated. That was just a very quick example of how you can go from the second, the third, or even the first and very quickly jump into the heart, right? With the gratitude and very quickly from the heart, jump into the top. And the thing we don't, we need to be reminded is that when you jump from one chakra to the other, it organically feeds the other centers that are in that pathway. So it's kind of like not getting too complicated. Oh no, I didn't take time for my throat, but it could be as simple as like chanting and, and like humming and like, you know what I mean? So all those different centers can be targeted as you're moving up to the top. Yeah, I love that. And it, it it's perfect because it just it's it's another example of a way because we just talked about this in our program with one of our clients. You know, she was getting a little bit stuck on things and you know, I just put the question back on her like what have we talked about this whole program that could help you? And there was a couple different answers she could pull from and I was so glad that she pulled from I'm going to start with gratitude first. That's how I'm going to get out of this. I'm going to start with gratitude and then allow that to propel me forward. And I was like, yes, yes. Awesome. Because sometimes we forget that because like you said, we want to be us a types want to be in the doing so much, but there's just so much like, like a word that you use, like juiciness, deliciousness, and just mm -hmm. being in the flow and being in the play. And so bringing, bringing the question, since you said I would ask it again, is I want to just hear a little bit more about when our consciousness is blocking the crown chakra and and blocking that, how can we, what are some things that we can do to unblock? So perfect. So I did take time to write some of this stuff down because I wanted to meditate and actually ask for guidance to make sure we can be very practical in delivering some of the insights. But one of the things that they, well, there were several things. They talked about how stress and feeling overwhelmed can actually keep us, it, and they're showing me, it's like, it's funny, they're showing me a vision of a faucet and the faucet, you know how that leaky 
there's always there's like these faucets that just the drops keep coming no matter how hard you shut it off. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one thing that they're sharing with me is that as we talk about this, what we're trying to indicate is that you can never shut that faucet off. It's still going to be dripping. Like it's like, ah, I want to shut it off. You can't even shut it off. Even if you wanted to shut it off, right. It's still going to be revealing itself. But the human mind, what happens is, is that our awareness, what get, what is getting our attention, right. Keeps us from perceiving what's already there. So when we're under stress, when we're feeling overwhelmed, when we're emotionally in balance and feeling angry or, and they're saying anxious, when we have these emotions come up and even when we don't feel too well or when we're in conflict or confrontation, you know, it's like we pull away from perceiving it, but this is actually, you know, it it happens with a lot of elements with chakras, but also in life in general, because we enter survival mode, right? So just speaking here more to the human aspect of who we are and the tendencies. And the reality is, is that when these things happen, most people, most people initially go into survival mode, right? Because it's kind of like, how do I take care of this? How do I survive this? How do I handle this? How do I manage? How do I get through it? So it's kind of like, though, it's the natural instinct for us to withdraw to survive. And as we withdraw, we pretty much unplug. And then again, I know this is a little paradox. I'm telling you, you never can unplug. But it's like we hallucinate, right, at the idea that we unplug so that we can survive, right? We kind of try to um, conserve, right? We're trying to conserve our energy, our thoughts, our actions to know what to do to get through it. But we don't realize that when we do that, we fail to lean into the energies, the thoughts, and the emotions that are associated with faith with clarity, with source, because there's this higher wisdom that is trying to get us through the stress, that's trying to get us through the emotional imbalances, that are trying to get us through our illness or our sickness, that are trying to get us through our conflict and confrontation. So we know the answer. So we know the next next best step. So what happens is that again, these these things, which ironically, right, are usually triggered from outside ourselves, are the things that keep us from being from fully perceiving or receiving from the chakra and the source again, that allows us to know what's next and what's the next best step. So when we are, I mean, this is, this has at least been part of my journey. You know, those, those moments of stress, overwhelm, anxiety, like I definitely, it's almost like a functioning, what is it like a functioning alcoholic or whatever? There's a paradox of words there, but you know, it's, I feel like I was like a functioning workaholic, so to say where it's like there was so much overwhelm and stress in my life, but I felt as if I was able to achieve and have success. But what I've learned is, is I've made my own transition and I'm recognizing when those emotions come up and noticing like the triggers and noticing things that, that cause them to happen. Like you said, like the withdrawal, like a lot of our clients, they go into ostrich mode is what we call it. It's like they stick their head in the sand and they go hide because they're like, ah, you know, they're freaking out. There's a lot of stress going on. And so I guess what I want to get to is where I've been, you know, I've, I've said this whole series that I feel like I'm like, you know, straddling some of my old ways and my new ways. And I'm like, just tipping a toe on the old ways. And I'm about to jump into the new way, the new me. And when we are able to identify what you said, those, those human survival mode emotions, that come up, but also because we were talking about how that blocks and why that blocks the crown chakra, but also all that infinite wisdom, that infinite source, that infinite faith that's there, that faucet that's connected to us. What I'm wondering is like, how do you know it's open? How do you feel it's open? How can, how can someone who's making that transition from, you know, those human emotions over to like trusting and allowing and faith, like how can they know it's open and then continue to tap into that. And thank you. And that's a great question. Um, So there's many different things that I'm audibly hearing. And I'm going to start by saying that just starting with the awareness that, hey, I've been trained, you know, and I I, sometimes I, I encourage not a lot, not sometimes I actually do it with people, I encourage people to just speak the truth, like really take time to just, even though you're like, oh, I knew that no, like take the time to actually audibly have this discussion with yourself, right? And one, one of the things that I personally even remind myself of this is like, okay, I've been trained by my society, my culture to be in this place, right? To try to focus on the external, you know, for to use the external, what's happening outside my environment to dictate 
what's really happening. Am I succeeding or not? Right. We use the external usually to help us identify, identify that, you know, a lot of times we give permission to that, which is outside of us to get, tell us how we should be feeling, right? If this is happening, we should feel happy. If this is not happening, we should feel sad or angry. So I'd like to just start there. Something very simple because you're already instructing your conscious and your unconscious to, Hey, this is just something that has been taught but that I now from this place of who I am today, I can choose, right? I can choose to decide that I don't have to follow these rules, you know, that I can choose to live different. So that's one place I like to start. You know, it's like understanding that we've all been trained this way. And if we can start there, then on the other side of that coin is that then we can acknowledge like, okay, if I've been trained this way, then I have to take time to train myself to think differently. And from there, it's like, what do you do to implement more of this? And, you know, there's so many elements to this and so many things that can be given for this. But one of the easier, easier ways, I think it's by learning through example. So finding a mentor that can help you with that. And that could be as simple as finding an audiobook or finding a YouTube or finding someone to listen to, or like taking time to open up to new perspectives and ideas that feed what you're trying to learn, right? Because one of the easiest ways for us to learn in this human reality is through example, right? To mimic. Um, so that would be one thing that I suggest for people as they're trying to get perfect this or understanding and, um, and moving into more faith, like you asked. The next thing that I would suggest is like to pay attention where life is inviting you to trust. And it's not about looking at your challenges like, okay, I'm going to just let go and trust. No, it's about like where in my past and in my history have I been shown that it's safe to have faith, that it's safe to let go, that it's safe to trust. And I would just take account and be like, okay, when did the, you know, maybe a miracle happened or you got blessed with some support or the right person contacted you, but just take time to take account because right there you're proving to yourself, you're proving to your mind, you're triggering that, that neuro, the nerve, the, and they're showing me the circuits in the brain. They're showing me the vision of the brain. It's like, you're already triggering within the circuits of your brain to start paying attention to more of it which ironically helps you to manifest it even faster as well. So you take notice of it and you also implement the action, the steps, the thoughts, which actually make you manifest it. So I hope it's making sense so far, Jenny. Yeah, it it, it does to me completely. Okay. And if it's probably too, um, and I'm asking what's what's another way to implement more of this faith and the trust. um, And as you were talking, you know how I said, I, I like this whole series, I've been like straddling the two. I actually, mm -hmm. I wanna, I wanna also like, level up, I guess, right here, because I actually was like, no, Jenny, you're not straddling the two. You actually, you're there. You you were already there. And I was like, oh my gosh, with this episode, I'm there. Like both feet are on the side that I was going towards. So as you were saying that, it just came up and I'm like, huh, it, it happened. It's here you I am. You actually said something so good. I'm like, yes. And I, th- that's actually a big component of it. People don't realize that our languaging and the stories we tell ourselves are very powerful. And we unconsciously sometimes do that. Look, I'm straddling both, you know, well, of course you're going to straddle both because that's what you keep saying. That's what you believe, right? That's what you're languaging in, you know? And I, I it's funny because I was just working with a client and one of the things that he was saying is like, I just don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And I'm like, well, that languaging that needs to change. Like, because the reality is, you know what to do. Your human mind's just catching up to figuring it out. Your human mind is just waking up to what you need to do. So like even languaging it like that. And it was neat because within two days, he's like, I know what to do. And I'm like, I knew you would figure it out. You know, but it's kind of like when you start having that language, like I have the ability to have faith. I have faith. I choose to have faith. I choose to pay attention to the miracles. I choose to pay attention to the signs. I choose to own that I'm always connected and open. So what you're doing is that you're guiding your conscious through your conscious mind, the unconscious. This is not just about energy and and meditation. This is not just about that, but psychologically and physiologically, you start paying attention in a different way. And the reality is, is like everything is outside of us for us to perceive as much as it is inside of us to perceive, but we can't perceive or see it if we're telling ourselves we can't. So when we start saying we can, psychologically, 
we do see it, we witness it, we become aware of it because our brain is taking the time to witness it, right? But also our physiology also moves us physically to interact with the behaviors and also the things outside of us, not just inside of us, that help us to see more of it and be with more of it. And again, this is nothing about energy or intuition. This is actual psychology that's been proven and researched by many many credible sources. Um, so it is powerful to just even shift the languaging behind that. Yeah, it, it's so true. And, you know, I, I'm just giggling and, and I'm, I'm imagining all the people who have listened this whole series, because what I love is just me demonstrating it, it was both. It was a languaging, but it also was a feeling too. Because, you know, even though we teach some of this too, we teach a process to redefine, realign and redesign to be able to dig up the old beliefs and, you know, use new ones to align with where you want to go and step into the new identity. And uh, you, you said it perfectly when we worked with you, it's like, we're still human. And you even said at the beginning, like, we're not perfect. We're still going to have these things come up. And so this was a perfect example of like, literally all, like most of the episodes on this series, I would share like, oh, you know, I'm straddling and this is my journey. And like I said, it, it was dual. It, I, I just felt it, but it was also languaging because I was like, oh, here my coach is here on with me. I know she's either going to tell me live or she's going to tell me after to change that. <laughs> but that's exactly what you said. That's why a mentor is important to work with, especially, you know, the audio listening to it or even someone live to work with them because they're going to help you catch and reframe that stuff. And one of the things I'm actually being reminded is to check my notes. So, cause I, they're telling me it'll help speak more to your question as well. So I did write down some specific like action steps that can help you with your crown chakra and also perceive, right. Perceive the energy, the information, the accessibility to the divine, because the crown chakra, let me just rephrase this really quickly is like, imagine like that's the portal within your energy centers, physically, emotionally, mentally, energetically, for you to receive higher consciousness, for you to be in, in accessibility to divine guidance, right? The portal of light is what I'm audibly hearing, right? So when you are consciously engaged or open or receptive to what can be received from this crown, from this energy center, there's going to be a lot of insights that come through. There's going to be this state of like, you can actually have these moments of pure bliss and euphoria when you're in that current, when you're in that energy. And the, the one thing that I want to even acknowledge when you're really happy, you know, and all of us have had a moment, maybe we don't always remember it, but all of us have had a moment in which we're really excited, really happy and we're really elated. They want me to say the word elated, you know, and it's like, we're in the bless and the experience of that energy, right? We're feeling that energy. It feels ecstatic to an extent. And when that energy center is open, meaning like the human mind is perceiving its accessibility and what's coming through, we get ideas, we get insights, we get inspiration, we create, we want to map, like there's so much flowing through. And it's like, and we see, we see through the lens of the rainbow, right? It's like, everything looks beautiful. There's beauty, and I wrote it on here. It's like there's more beauty. We see more beauty. We see more in unity. We see things working out. We're like, gosh, everything's just working out. It's like we see this harmony to things, right? And there's a different sense of awareness. So we become more forgiving, right? There's an awareness. Like it's kind of like we're not like compartmentalizing like this or that. No, we're like, oh, there's a harmony to things, right? Um, and again, you just feel more connected to a bigger source. And it doesn't have to be God, source, universe, but just even more connected to other people, more connected with, with humanity as a whole, more, more connected with your family, with your partner. There's just a sense of union. Um, but a few things that you can do that would help meditation, which I know that's probably being given for all the chakras. And just to speak to this really quick meditation, sometimes we can overcomplicate it. Meditation can happen and occur by going on a walk in nature. Meditation can take place by just taking a deep breath and literally rubbing your fingers together and taking time to just notice the sensations as you rub your fingers together. Meditation, it's about quieting the mind. And it's paradoxical because the reality is, and research shows, we can't fully quiet the mind, right? But we can silence it enough to listen to the higher mind, to listen to the higher consciousness. 
So that's a process of meditation. Meditation, we can happen sometimes. It happens to a lot of us when we're doing the dishes or taking a shower and we just zone off, right? So meditation can occur in many different ways and forms. So I hear from a lot of people, I can't meditate or it's hard. No, change the languaging. Meditation is easy. I just, I am excited that I get to find the way to meditate that is easy for me. So that's one thing. Affirmative prayers for those who like to pray. Affirmative prayer is different than a prayer in the sense that you are doing a prayer as if it is done. I am so grateful that things are working out for me. I am grateful that my body feels ecstatic. It feels healthy. It feels strong. I am excited that I'm figuring out what I need to do to make more money. I am excited that I'm figuring out how to heal what's happening in my relationship. It's kind of like you're saying it as it is done. Even if things are not looking that way, you're just saying it in a way kind of like as a celebration that things are going to fall into place. And then also too, with the powerful thing about that is that you're engaging through your conscious mind, making a decision that engages again, the unconscious, the energy to help you find those answers. Another thing is being in nature, being connecting with water, movement, you know, anything like moving your body, dancing, yoga, even movement because you're moving your hips and just caressing your skin. Affirmations and intentions of truth also are very supportive. What that means is like affirmation intentions of truth. A lot of times people get caught up with doing affirmations that they don't believe. Like I'm going to be a millionaire, but there's a part of them that don't believe it. Right. So it's kind of like affirmations. Like I've been blessed to be abundant. Right. I've been blessed to be abundant because that is the truth. The soul has been blessed to be abundant and you're just catching up to perceiving and witnessing it. And then the last two things is one is crystals. And I'm not one that uses that many crystals, even though I have them. Um, I get them whenever I get shown to get something. And that could even just be a rock. (laughs) If you're not into crystals, just find something in nature that you can hold or have nearby to remind you, right, that you are connected. And nature, the reason nature is so powerful is because nature reflects back to us the harmony. And then the last thing is just engaging your senses, maybe finding something that triggers like, you know, there's essential oils or aromatherapy, something that engages the senses, Um, or it could be listening to very delicious sounds and music that help you relax and open up. And just, they're audibly telling me to say the word sensual touch. So sensual touch with your partner or with yourself. Um, They're saying that that also is supportive. And then what's other senses that I'm not, or even just enjoying a delicious. They might've told you sensual touch. They might've told you sensual touch because for the sacral chakra, we had a sensual dominatrix on Clara Wilder. So it might've been like a comment to go back and listen to that one about what you can do with your sensuality. Yes, yes. Because that's the thing. It's like we we forget that and I, we get so caught up with the human part of us that we forget that life is meant to be sensual. And when I say sensual, it's not just about sensuality, like intimacy, but sensual. It's kind of like when you think of sensual, it's like, mm, this is yummy, this is delicious. It's like, you know, it's not just about looking at it in that way, but life is meant to be enjoyed, right? And we've been taught, our society has taught us Unfortunately, it's part of what we're healing as a collective. We've taught to notice what's not working so that we can make it work instead of noticing what it is that is working that we can enjoy and love and appreciate so that we can expand it into making other things work. You know, one thing I want to ask that's definitely more tactical that I think goes really well with what you just shared. And thank you for sharing all that because those are all like great reminders or even like that aha moment to be like, oh my gosh, I can do that you know, I can do that today is this idea of what you said. It's, it's speaking these affirmation, affirmative prayers and these intentions of truth. And like how you mentioned that sometimes we say these affirmations and don't believe I'm like, I'm going to be a millionaire. You know, I just listened on, um, I'm going through a money EQ course. And one of the things he said today is he said, well, you know, it's about the appreciation, the gratitude, that, that piece, but also amplifying your joy and your excitement. And so since that's a big part of who you are, and you said that's like, you've always been really playful and very childlike, how can we have these intentions of truth, but also amplify, you know, you had us write future gratitude statements. So you can say them, but also if I take what's in the money EQ course and what you said that says, all right, now get that emotion with it. How can we really step into that joy as if it is happening right now? You know, one of the things that I I have worked on perfecting is about finding easy triggers of joy. Humans, we've been taught to have easy triggers 
of frustration and disappointment, right? Or that person looked at me that way. It's like triggers. We've been, we have triggers that, that create disharmony. Um, or we've been taught to have easy triggers for that. So the ease, one of the things that we can commit to is like finding easy triggers for joy, finding easy triggers for success. And how do you do that is by being mindful as you go through your day, what is around you? What are your, what can your senses take time to appreciate? You know, like when I leave my house, every time when I leave the house, the first thing I do, I kind of just scan real quick. What is something beautiful to appreciate? So I notice the sky, you know, I'll make a comment about, you know, if I'm with someone, I'll make a comment about what I see. I'm like, oh, what a beautiful day or how beautiful that plant. So I've kind of trained myself to have easy triggers of appreciation and easy triggers of joy. You know, one of the things that I hear from a lot of people, they're like, you still get excited about your signs and your numbers and your birds. And I'm like, cause I get a lot of signs through birds and numbers. And I'm like, heck yeah. I mean, like I'm constantly excited about those things. And it's like, if we go back, you know, a lot, I've heard this from people that are like, well, that's just not who I am. Well, no, that's not true because when you were a child, that's who you were somehow along the way, somebody convinced you like grow up. Somebody told you to grow up. Somebody convinced you to man up, woman up, whatever it might be. Somebody told you it's time to be serious. It's time to work. And somehow you just picked up that illusion and that it's like you, you picked up from somebody else. It's, it's not okay to be in the energy of being playful. And it's about understanding that there is this inherent ability for all of us to be like this. It's just that somewhere in the mix of history of development of growth, We've been told by other people, like, you could only do this until the age of five or until the age of eight, and then you have to somehow grow up. And it's about taking time to even go and have some fun and go like, well, who was I as a child? And if you don't remember, well, if I can choose right now who I was going to be as a child, how would I be acting? How would I be playing? And then incorporate at least once a day, 10 minutes where you just take time to be in that acknowledgement of like, if, when I was a kid, I liked this right? Just acknowledging it because what's going to happen is that when the human mind, the conscious mind starts appreciating and noticing that and going into the memory of that or the attention of that, you are going to on unconsciously, you're going to start triggering you noticing that more in your day and in the days to come. If you just put it in your calendar and on your thing for 10, 10 minutes a day, let the alarm come off, go off. And what you're going to have, what you're going to notice is that it's going to organically start happening outside of your scheduled time. And that, thank you, they audibly just said in a, in a cute way. And those ladies, and that ladies and gen gentlemen is a breakthrough. And I just heard a lot of like clapping. <laughs> I like that idea. Like that is that, that small commitment a day will lead to big breakthroughs is what they just said. And, and I feel like why not? right? Like why not have those moments of joy and freedom? And also I feel like with what you shared, it helps bridge from if you have not done those things, you start doing those things. And then, like I said, in my money EQ course, where they say, okay, celebrate as if you already sold the million books or as if you already had the million dollar company. Like for me, I was like, how do I get there? Right. It seemed so big and so far yet. What you just said is it's almost like that bridge to help you get there. And I think that's, you know, you, the bridge, I like how you're saying it like that, because sometimes people get caught up in the idea, like it's got to be big, mm -hmm. like for me to get from where I'm at to where I want to be, it's got to be big. And we forget that it's, it's a series of small milestones that get us there. It's a series of small breakthroughs. It's a series of small, correct maneuvers that get us there. Right. And it's like, we think it's that one thing or that big one thing. No, it's, it's a culmination of little things that get us into that place. But also remembering, it's like, if you're telling me I want to be a millionaire and you've never been a millionaire, then who you are and what you've been doing is not going to get you there. It's not going to happen. So you're fooling yourself and saying, I'm going to get there if I'm not willing to take the time to change certain habits and certain mindsets and certain behaviors. Because for you to be a millionaire, when you are that person, when you step into that, your mindset is going to be different. Your behaviors are going to be different. The way you look at life is going to be different. So the way to get there, the fastest way to get there, which can happen in your tomorrow, is to actually take time to be that person. And how do you do that? Well, go ahead and first of all, get very clear about how that person looks. What do they think about? What do they do in their day? What do they talk about? And then make that part of what you commit to. Again, 
baby step by baby step by baby step, because one step leads you to the next, the next step leads you to the next. And then before you realize it, you're like signing that dotted line in which you're like, oh, I have to transfer my account here because I'm over a million dollars and this is not the best place to keep it to manage my money. It's kind of like, you know, it's like, like seeing yourself doing that, like, oh, I'm getting here. Like, this is what I would do. Sign the dotted line, opening up a new account or transferring it to a new um, account. So it's kind of like playing with that energy and idea of like, who am I when I'm there? Mm-hmm. And then kind of like backwards engineer, right? Like how do, how do I act today? How do I talk today to be that person? Cause that's the only way you're going to make it happen. You're not going to be doing it by being the person you've been this whole time. And, and another example I'd like to give to parallel that and even give another access point for someone's mind to really, for this to sink in is you know, from, from a sales or a business perspective and networking, you know, you're out there and you have to start talking. You don't have to, but when you start talking to people, you know, it opens up that door, which opens up that door, which opens up that door, which eventually gets you the result that you were going after that you had wanted that and so much more. So it's like on the other side, it's also recognizing and believing that exactly what you said, Emily, you know, it's, it's these little moments and retraining your brain to, believe and understand that these little moments will provide the same things that you may have achieved in like you're doing this, right? You're doing this of success that maybe you've had a lifetime of, of feeling and experiencing that this would also count as a doing this. <laughs> this would also count as something you could, you could do that will get you the results. You know, at least that's how I, I figure I would share it because that's, that's been my journey. You know, I know how to do the things to make the things happen. And some of this other stuff, I've I've been hesitant in the past to believe that this would work or to integrate it in because I was like, ah, that doesn't count. Me doing this over here counts. So I wanted to add that as a parallel. Yeah, I love it. And one of the things that they're audibly telling me, and I think that's going back, bringing it back here into the crown chakra is that, you know, the chakra, it's like the center where we receive insights, inspiration, you know, prop like answers to the probabilities that we're wanting to step into. It's like, that's, that's a portal in which we receive the downloads, right? This is where we receive all of those things. And I think that again, as a reminder for those of you that are working in this chakra and being open and receptive to those inspired actions, those thoughts, those ideas to make things move forward. And I, and this is the irony is that, that that's the center to help you to be in that state of bliss and like nothingness. And the irony is, is that when you're really there, you're very unattached. But the other side of using this chakra is that it's also a beautiful portal into getting the next best step, right? So it's got the aspects of of being, the duality of the beingness of just being in the energy of that awe of the nothingness, but it also has the other side, the flip side in which you can actually know what it is you need to do through the inspired actions that can come through. And I think it's important to, to just highlight before we end and, and, in owning and understanding that there is got to be a part of you that that changes your routine and your daily activities so that you can actually open up the human part of you the conscious mind enough for you to receive these insights because whether we want to admit to it or not we we are our human nature is is guided by habits and routines all of us have our habits and routines And a lot of times we are unable to perceive the inspired actions, the insights that the chakra is offering to us because we get so caught up into the routine that the mind just keeps going in one direction and it keeps rolling in one direction and it can't perceive or receive those things because it's very caught up in the routines. So it becomes like mechanic, right? Our doing, our thinking, our emotions are very mechanic. And we're like, oh no, I do things every day that are different. No, the people that are around you trigger the same emotions, the same behaviors, your environment triggers the same emotions, the same behaviors. So there is a mechanics that happens with who you are. So, you know, there's certain mechanics to Emily. And unless I take time to to interrupt some of those mechanics and change my, my routines as often as possible, then I can interrupt certain things, the mechanics that happen within the brain so that I can actually perceive more of the inspired action and the insights. 
And that's why meditation helps. That's why letting go helps. That's why going into nature and doing movement and moving your body and doing affirmative prayers and, and crystals, because you're adding things into your mechanics that are outside the normal. They're outside your typical days so that then within those moments, you become available to those insights at that chakra, that crown chakra is already helping you connect to and experience. Yes. Oh, that was perfect. That was the perfect example and the perfect thing. And that's why when you go to retreats and events and you get outside your norm, you have so many breakthroughs that yes. you get so much change because you're completely outside of all those habits and behaviors. Emily, yes. it's this has been such a powerful conversation. We've definitely covered so many things about the crown chakra. This is the perfect finale to the series, the perfect way to bring it all together. So if someone's listening and they really love your vibe, they love your energy, and they really want to get to know you more, work with you, et cetera, like what are you offering right now? What's available? How can they connect? Where do they go to get more of Emily? So the best way is visiting my website, theangelcoach.com. And you can go ahead and get access to a little bit more about me, about my history. If you want to learn more of that, see if you're more on the logical side, like, okay, I want to know who the heck this woman is a little more, <laughs> you know, that's, you can learn more there. Um, but also there's information there about my sessions and my coaching and the different things that I do retreats. But if you're still wanting to just check in to see what it is I offer, what else I do, you can go into my social media, Instagram and Facebook. Um, but I'm also doing rooms in Clubhouse. So if you even connect with me there at theangelcoach.com, at the Angel Coach, I'm here giving my website. Um, you can also just listen into some of those conversations. But yes, I love meeting with people, supporting them with sessions, offering guidance. People come to me who are confused, and, and my role is to give them the insights and the clarity so they know what to do. <laughs> so um, if you're feeling confused or I can support you in any way, sessions are wonderful and very powerful in helping you to know what's the next best step. Yes. And it's so true. I mean, Jay and I are definitely, I've known Emily longer than Jay and I think it's been like eight years or something. And ever since I met her, I didn't know what an intuitive was. And I met her and was like, what is it? She explained it. And then she offered guidance that I was like, how'd you know that? <laughs> how did that work? And ever since then, she's been blowing my mind because there's lots of different moments where I've gone around her. So she's definitely someone that I trust that I've had results with that I've had major breakthroughs. I mean, we're in the middle of a coaching program right now. And there's so much that is leveled up and, and expanded and grown and lots of results that have come from it. So, you know, definitely Emily's the real deal when it comes to an intuitive coach and a coach and a person. So know that you have my stamp of approval if you, cause you trust in me and you love me so much, but also, I mean, I wouldn't keep hiring her after all these years if, if the proof wasn't in the pudding, so to speak. So. Well, thank you. I'm yes. very honored and grateful. Yes. Very honored. Thank you for coming on the show and guys, thank you for being a part of this series. It's been such an honor and a joy and we will have one more episode where I'll close it all up and I'll give all the highlights and stay tuned for that next week. Thank you for listening to the Life Adventurous podcast. If you love this episode, remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. For course information, freebies, and to stay connected, join our Ohana, that means family, at www.2jhala.com forward slash Ohana. Remember to stay positive, enjoy the journey, and most of all, keep those eyes open for all of the adventures surrounding you.